choice. I wonder if people are going to be more fascinated with them now that they've made this decision. And so you think you're going to escape the limelight? You're not going to. People no. are obsessed. They want to know what are they doing now in their independent lives. Yeah. You know how have things changed? Well, yeah, I think they'll be the stars of Canada now. Right. You know, yeah. Canada could use a little. They have of that. press too, by the way. I love Canada, <laughs> but they need a little of that. You know, a little like zhuzh. well, yeah, a little zhuzh. They could use it. Up there. <laughs> I, love, I love Canadians, and yes. I think this is great for them. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view, or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world flat? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Hello, it is January 24th. <laughs> Welcome to a somber episode of Deja the View. I feel the need to state the date on every episode now so that in case something crazy happens with the host we can say <laughs> we didn't know before the episode came out <laughs> which is exactly what happened in the last episode it's happened True. to us like three it's happened to us like the last <laughs> five episodes in a row where like something happened at a really inconvenient time yeah so i started saying the date in like the last three episodes i don't know if you noticed not until the tr- trauma of <laughs> what happened last episode <laughs> uh so we've asked a view historian oh my god to join us <laughs> rob amber is here you may remember him from when jedediah got fired <laughs> oh you just ruined my quiz i was gonna do oh no i was going to say last time i did this we were discussing the following line <laughs> who said it so anyway, now we all you know, can but do, it was say it now. So this is my last day at the View. Whenever some someone leaves, we have to bring in the experts. It's like <laughs> when like there's like a murder, you have to bring in the forensic yeah. analysts. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say that the gag of the season is in our New Year's episode, us saying literally verbatim, and you can roll the clip on this if you feel the need. Literally verbatim saying, the only thing we want in 2020 is more, more Abby. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I had to re-listen to it because I was like, we, we couldn't have, like, we yeah. couldn't have brought this, but I kind of think we did. So I, there's no need, but I'll just say it. Uh, Abby Hudson has left The View. This is always such a hard thing to do. Um, and especially this table, because mm-hmm. this is a really special table. Um, the most iconic show, I think, on television, and the smartest women that I've ever worked with. But today I'm saying goodbye. Oh, no. Something they, that I thought a lot they about. Don't like the idea. I know. This, you know, this, this <laughs> panel, this panel is pretty special. I never expected that when we finished our last episode, that our next episode, mm-hmm. Abby Hudson would not even <laughs> be on the show by the time oh. we sat down to record it. That is just crazy. Yeah. No, it's truly the gag of the season. And if you remember, when they got the new mugs, mm-hmm. Megan voiced a similar thing and was like, I feel like it's bad luck. Like, whenever we get mugs, someone leaves. And I think Brian was like, Yeah, but. Joy and Whoopi have had so many mugs and they're still around. And Megan was like, but me and Abby, one, me or Abby is going to get fired. I'm very superstitious about these mugs, as I told you, Brian. Why? 
Because every time you put people's faces on a mug, somebody gets fired. <laughs> so, for real, I didn't want the ask him. It was a big drama, and I'm very superstitious. Whoopi and Joy have been on many, many mugs, and they're still here. That's true. Fine. Yeah, but I haven't. True. I, I know Abby hasn't. No, no. no. They, I'm they, still going to drink out of it, they, though. They, There's something about the mugs now, and also that chair. Yeah. Where yeah. it impregnates you, and you can't sit in it for more than two years. And, and not very long after the baby's born. No, yeah. no, no. No, it's like baby comes and my baby leaves. And yeah. everyone that sits in that chair has two babies. Yes. What the fuck is going on? It's also like anytime I imprint upon one of the co-hosts, yeah. they leave. As soon as they become our favorite. Yeah. It's unfortunate because like when is the show going to have any solid lineup that lasts like longer than a year and a half? And also, she'd been really shining and since September. I know. Yeah. In like a her really entertaining coach way. Was really working out for her, if that was true. It like it reminds me of like bear with me, this might be like an unrelatable analogy, but it reminds me of when you're like in high school, you're like working a summer job, you're like at like Dairy Queen or something, and there's like this really cool older girl who comes to work and, and is like so, and you have a crush on her and Done. end of story <laughs> and they're so good and they're so good at their job and then they get like made like supervisor or something and they're just like killing it mm-hmm. and then they're like oh i'm leaving at the end of the summer and everyone is like wait what and the manager who made her supervisor is like what the fuck mm. she's or you- like didn't you know that Going back to university. Yeah. You go to summer camp and you fall in love with your counselor. (laughs) And then you're like, I can't wait to go back and see them next summer. And then you go back and they're just gone. They went back to Utah. They got a job like at their dad's business. Back to Utah. Yeah. Back to Utah. Jimmy, friend of the podcast, is in Utah right now for um, Sundance. Boots on the ground. (laughs) He said there are so many streets that have like Huntsman in the Huntsman Boulevard. Huntsman, yeah. On the scene with Abby we have our So own, he's winning we that election. We have our election. own Huntsman yeah. on the ground. Um, hunting Abby down. So Abby allegedly says that she's quitting The View to go work on her father's gubernatorial campaign. What is... Why do they say goober? I have no <laughs> what idea. What does that mean? Some of these American I traditions, I just don't get. And it's one of those things that I easily could have Googled, but instead I was like, oh, like, oh, God, whatever. Yeah. He's running for goober. <laughs> yeah. And... But that's the thing. It's like this primary is over in June. Yeah. She said, I'll be back like six t- times. I what know, was that and, all But about? it seemed so fake. It yeah. was like one of those things when you're like saying goodbye to someone at a party and you're you're like oh my god let's get together and you're like yeah i'll be back yeah we'll see each other yeah so what actually happened like there's i think we should start with like what usually has happened is Mm -hmm. that the person gets fired i think we shouldn't rule out that abby was fired right even though everyone seemed to love her and she was supposedly so lovely to work with not that the co-hosts get together and vote someone out, yeah. but like, I think there is a strong chance that she was fired. There's been many, many times in the past where the wool was pulled over mm. my eyes yeah. and I believed someone that they quit. Like yeah. Lisa Ling, I never, I never thought, thought she was that. fired. I thought she was moving on to like bigger and better Yeah, And things. she's so beloved by everyone yeah. that mm. was on the show with her. Everyone was always so proud of Lisa. So like, if Lisa Link could get yeah. fired, then 
it's very possible Abby was fired. The only question if they fired her is like, what are they looking for? Like, what is missing with... Are they, do they just want like an Anna type person? Because then the show is just going to be the five people kind of yelling at each my other problem, every day. Yeah, my problem with Anna... I love Anna on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's nailing the Friday girl that Paula Ferris pioneered that right. position. However, we'll get to, her. to have Anna on five days a week would be to have two Joy Behars because they have the same view. The only difference is Anna is a comedian. So I don't think I could handle that every day. I, to your point, is like, let's... We're we're pretending right now that yes she was fired. What are they looking for? Like why? Like things seem to have hit a good rhythm. They got that. They have their article. They yeah. have their, you know, most important show. I think they did an experiment, which was adding a second conservative esque co host. Uh-huh. Okay. Like maybe you could consider Candace Cameron Bray and Paula Ferris at the same time as two conservatives. However, we have no idea how Paula Ferris votes yeah. or what her poli- political or leanings are. <laughs> but if I had to guess, it seems maybe conservative. So this Abby position is brand new and I feel like it was kind of a risk, but they got lucky in in that over two seasons, she started to be really funny and quirky. And- yeah. yeah. The reason why I am leaning towards thinking that she did leave like it was her own decision is that they were talking about another topic about unsolicited advice. And in talking about the topic, she was like, I was on the phone call having a conversation (laughs) with someone um, asking them about like really rough or really tough life decisions that I was about to make. So I took that as her referencing her deciding to leave yeah well uh so we can go into some of the many many conspiracy theories that came out (laughs) it all it all happened very quickly i think which is show it just shows how the view is having such a moment right now because when jedediah was fired and Mm -hmm. quit um there was like because she was fired but she (laughs) quit quit, yeah (laughs) um There was like one, there were like a couple Daily Mail articles about it, but that was it. And I don't think anyone really even knew who she was enough to like care. The fact that people even know who Abby Huntsman is, is amazing. Because she's, I didn't know her before The View at all. No, my dad knows her name now. Yeah. So um, the first one that came out was... closet fan. (laughs) the, The first thing that came out was on CNN, which... Kind of confusing for me that CNN wrote like a piece about rumors at the View. <laughs> they were they're just trying to get in on that the action yeah. or Everyone's the Anna connection. It. Yeah. So CNN came out with an article first, and it says Abby Huntsman leaves the View amid toxic culture at the show and strained relationship with Meghan McCain. Um, half a dozen people who spoke to CNN Business described a toxic work <laughs> environment, insane. including a soured relationship between Huntsman and McCain. The dispute uh, with McCain was just one factor. Um, It says allies behind... Oh, her and Megan were allies behind the scenes until recently when there was a dispute between the two women. Some of the people familiar with the matter told CNN Business. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. CNN Business? First of all, what? 
Um, I, I know that some people interpreted all of these stories about the toxic environment, meaning that Abby was fired or that it was like a, she was like backed or fired and there was like th- bad things going on. But I think that you, that could also be interpreted as she had had it officially and was like, mm-hmm. I can't deal with this. I'm a positive person. Um, and I'm getting out of here. So it goes on to say the conflict was over Huntsman's on-air enthusiasm for her children. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently when it's saying that when Megan McCain wrote her op-ed in the New York times about her miscarriage, uh, she got sensitive about Abby Huntsman talking about her own kids on the view. It says following one episode, McCain confronted Huntsman for bringing up her kids on the show. Word of the, quote, baby fight, as one person called it, quickly spread around the view and the strain and strained the relationship between them. Abby was sick of being berated by Megan for perceived slights, one of the people said. She ultimately decided that she didn't need this job and it wasn't worth it. Huntsman met with Barbara Fit... I don't know how to say her name. Fedida? Oh Fedida? Barbara Fedida. I bet you it's Fedida. Senior Vice President of Talent at ABC News last week to inform her that she decided to leave the show. During the meeting, Huntsman brought up what she saw as the overall toxic work environment at The View, something she had done before uh, three of the people familiar with the matter said. It's just very... (laughs) Makeup. (laughs) Other hair. Nails. (laughs) Hair, body, face. It's just... (laughs) So, like, that article suggests, like, it... It kind of makes it sound like it's just like a toxic place to work and yeah. behind the scenes, um, which is unfortunate to hear. Yeah, like kind of like I what blame I it said all on Megan about, about <laughs> her being like, I have had it. Like I'm a positive person, and this yeah. is bringing me down, and I, it's not worth it to me. But my problem is this is so vague. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what does that even mean, and like why? Like it's just annoying to even put that out and then not give a single detail besides uh, the baby fight. Well, I think that like exactly that is that like there aren't other details. So like maybe there was a little argument that happened, but because no one else is talking about anything else. No, but this article is alleging that. that Abby had met before to complain about the toxicity but that's what i mean is like maybe they're using this one baby story because it's the only no but the point is the only detail they have the point is that that's just one of they're saying like many but they're being so vague about it my point is like maybe they're claiming that this was such a big deal because they don't have anything else to 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 point it on so they're like fingering these things and saying it was so toxic but they don't actually have the details but they need to report about something so like they're hanging on to yeah. they're making mountains out of molehills that's probably right and it, it may be toxic like imagine those hot topic meetings they have <laughs> with megan there like those are probably awful but yeah and back in the sherry those are probably fun and now they're like the opposite of fun it also kind of implies that like it's the other people behind the scenes yeah. Like, it's not just the host, okay. I find. Yeah. But so the next thing 
the next i mean there's a whole slew of things but one of them is daily mail which is on a completely different page than anything else. i haven't read this one yet the <laughs> daily mail says exclusive timing <laughs> is everything abby huntsman left the view for her father's campaign because her future at the show was in jeopardy as viewers felt she was bland and bosses are eyeing anna navarro to take her chair one well-placed source at the network told <laughs> the Daily Mail that show research revealed viewers found Abby bland and didn't feel that she had a clear point of view. Now, with Abby out the door, ABC is trying to convince Friday co-host Anna Navarro to commit more time to the show. It didn't take them long to realize that Abby talked a lot, but she never really said anything. God bless her, but that's true. Her points and opinions <laughs> never really landed with the audience because it often lacked substance. Abby decided to take this job with her father's campaign before the network could start transitioning her out. Crazy that they say she took a job with her father's <laughs> campaign. It's like a great way to spin it. Um, these articles are very funny because they sound like fanfic. It's yeah. like everyone is like speculating and then creating a news story out of their own opinions. Well, the Daily Mail, I would say, is going... I think all this is is them just recycling the past article about yeah. Abby having a talent coach because yeah. and it's ignoring like that a whole like a year happened where Abby you know people started to like we started yeah. to like mm-hmm. Abby. <laughs> I was gonna say it's always weird like because I remember they did it with Elizabeth too. They're like, oh, we did some polling and the audience doesn't like her, and it's like, okay, well she'd been on for like nine years. Like, like Abby, like okay, I know it hasn't been as long, but like what was quite not working yeah like, that's what are you looking for it, i guess it, going back yeah to it'd be such weird timing it, to quote daily mail timing is everything it would be such weird timing to pull her now that things are getting better mm-hmm. and not before when it seemed more dire and with like impeachment and election don't you if it's i mean we feel like it's working but if it's working don't you kind of just want to keep the group together for a big 10 11 months yeah, I certainly thought that uh, it like I I felt like they really wanted stability in their co-hosts. Like they they mm-hmm. they've they've been trying so hard, yeah. and it was like working. And you know they're getting all of these eyeballs on them again, and so it's hard to believe that she would be fired just because they were doing yeah. so well. But they were doing really well when Jedediah yeah. was fired. That's true. That's the thing too. Is like. They, they hit a good, a comfortable stride and suddenly the grass is greener and they're like, but we can do even better. Right. It's like, no, just like relax. It's like, because, and this is completely my own theories, but it's like, because they existed for so long with the constant revolving and stress of getting mm-hmm. a, a solid um, table, when they have one, it's like they panic and they're like, we don't feel comfortable just like sitting and not finding new talent. And like, don't they realize like for me, at least I sort of tapped out in those years, but the time when they like fired Joy and Elizabeth and then went through like 75 people, like I, I tapped out. Like I was like, I don't really know what this is anymore. So like, I don't know why they would want to go back to that mode, but yeah. Um, so I'm not totally buying what the Daily Mail is offering, but <laughs> there's an entire slew of page six articles oh that have been coming out almost every day and they are inserting themselves into the story now um, <laughs> claiming that page six is becoming a hot topic behind the scenes oh at the God. view saying it's an unhealthy environment just the way that things are handled during shows and how people deal with each other 
uh, said an insider familiar with Huntsman's thinking, it's intense. Abby made an issue to executives about the overall environment. She's felt for a while that things had to change. ABC treated Abby like shit, but everyone everyone on the show gets treated like shit. They added, she was smart enough to do something about it. Um, And then it goes on to say that last week when Yvette Nicole Brown was guest Mm co-hosting that Sunny Hostin wanted to have a meeting with her to, I guess, like, just like Kiki. With the vet? Yeah, it sounds like they just were getting together to Kiki. Um, So it says, but the head producer freaked out. A source (laughs) told us. We're told the producer was worried that if the hosts were seen huddling while Megan McCain was away, it would seem like the meeting was about her. A source told us that the terrified producer was sweating and said, (laughs) you can't have a meeting. Megan's not here. I don't want any page six items saying you're meeting without Megan. Oh, my God. (laughs) A spokesperson for the show told us it was all a misunderstanding. She wanted to introduce her to longtime friend Yvette to... Anna Navarro, so they headed to Joy's dressing room to do that. Oh no, that's all four of them. Oh yeah, without Megan. Meeting yeah. without Megan. Like that seems crazy. Yeah. Like page six is so messy. It's and seems... also whoever their well placed sources are. Also, they, why do they need to do it in Joy's dressing room? That does seem suspicious, <laughs> which I'm I'm on board with the suspicion that they can have their private meeting, but they, they can have a something. little meeting as a treat, okay? <laughs> So this one is the best of all. It they like during the the Abby quitting rollout week uh-huh. before she was gone. Like they just they were like just writing about anything they could. Um, it says Whoopi Goldberg meets with ABC Brass after Abby Huntsman's View exit. They were having lunch and Whoopi did not look happy. A media insider told Page Six. <laughs> after the talk, she took off with her private driver and James walked back to the ABC headquarters. Who's James? <laughs> a source close to Goldberg explained her mood at the meal by telling us she was unhappy that the, that the media, quote, won't let a bitch eat in peace. <laughs> I love that, like, within, it's like the whole article is about how Whoopi was pissed off that someone was there spying on it's them. About and themselves. they still wrote yeah. the article. <laughs> yeah. Um, the same source also insisted that the reason for the meeting was because ABC News is going to be doing documentaries, some of which Whoopi is pitching. An ABC spokesperson said Goldberg's meeting with Top Brass was strictly business. Nothing, quote, uh-huh. nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> they had a nice meal. Someone is trying to create drama where there is none. That must be why joy said in the about the documentaries in the patrick stewart clip oh whoopi's getting so many jobs lately yeah mm-hmm. which i was like i don't know what you're t- but like to. yeah it's like i believe them that the meeting was about the documentaries because i don't think that joy would remember to say a, a planted line like yeah <laughs> like, that. like i fully think that it was about the documentaries yeah so people are chitter-chattering on twitter about <laughs> The toxic environment and yeah. the baby fight between Megan yeah. McCain. They kind of. My bought, dad was really again on. He was on the baby fight. I've seen people referencing a hot topic. I now forget kind of what it was actually about, but it was one where they're talking about kids or something. And at the end, Megan was like, "Well, I've got nothing to say. I got nothing for you." Yeah. That's the day, if anyone remembers, when it allegedly happened. 
where Megan was okay. just like, hey, there's always a certain point where I just have nothing to say. Like I'm not breastfeeding or something like that. That's when they're saying the baby fight happened. That's almost tough yeah. to pinpoint because I feel like she does that a lot. Well, it's She's like, because, you're all talking about your kids. It's and, because yeah. in the topic, Joy says, I think something along the lines of like, well, you can breastfeed your cactus as a joke. Oh, yeah. And I Megan that. felt okay, that Abby didn't stick up for her yeah. when Joy made that joke. Even though Joy probably... Just wasn't wasn't even recalling that, that that would be yeah. a sensitive subject. Yeah. And also, where in like Abby's personality are we? Ex- is anyone expecting her joy on air? Yeah. Not appropriate. Yeah, yeah or, imagine. Yeah. yeah. So that's what everyone's talking about. Wendy Williams even talks about it on her show, and she literally is like, "Shout out to the hair and makeup." At one point, I was <laughs> gooped and yeah. gagged once again. Abby quit on the air, right? Allegedly, people knew behind the scenes, but I know people who know the behind the scenes of you. They say that shit was Now, shout out to you all's makeup room. Look, I don't know what's going on. I don't know you're gonna, who you're going to... Uh, it's been like six months. I think like Wendy should have it another day on The View. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Enough's I mean, happened Well, there's now. a seat for yeah. her now. Yeah. I mean, we need a fifth. We can't do... We were talking before, like, the four of them every day we need another voice there it's a little dark-sided so then we have this article on the daily beast so everyone's talking about the toxic environment um then the daily beast comes out with this article saying that abc is asking abby to cover for them and say no 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 nothing to see here um so it says the behind the scenes melodrama at the view amped up when abby didn't comply with the network executives (laughs) urgent uh, request to contradict a CNN story and the New York Post page six, among others, describing the show's toxic culture at the same moment that she was being trashed by a nasty leaks and a hatchet job on the Daily Mail. Quote, they threw Abby under the bus, a view insider told the Daily Beast. Before Tuesday's live show, according to multiple sources, senior executive producer Hillary S.D. McLaughlin and Barbara Fadida. Fadida. <laughs> ABC News Senior Vice President for Talent, Editorial Strategy, and Business Affairs, that's a big title, asked Huntsman to go on camera and counter reports of internal strife by putting a positive spin on the view's supposed collegial workplace instead of the scorpions in a bottle ambience that is frequently portrayed in the tabloids. Beautiful writing there. The what <laughs> The who and the what ambient? Scorpicos in a bottle. Scorpico with a bottle of ambient. <laughs> Um, but instead, Huntsman took the advice of the talk show's moderator, Whoopi Goldberg, whom the 33-year-old mother of three young children considers a mentor. I love when articles have yeah. to like insert all of these details. It'll be like, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, 64, told her not to do it, sources said, <laughs> because she had already said her warm goodbyes and praised her coworkers on Monday's episode. The article also touches on Megan's supposed involvement in Abby's deciding to leave saying okay. that they stopped speaking for a while um, but recently patched things up and the two women hugged after abby's announcement amid rampant internal speculation about who trashed huntsman to the daily mail including all of the obvious suspects hillary Esty mclaughlin told the daily beast the story is categor- categorically untrue and huntsman has been a highly valued co-host 
so weird that she comments to the Daily Beast. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you even doing this? That's yeah, so don't weird. Don't even acknowledge it. Um, as for recruiting Navarro for a regular co-hosting gig, we're not focused on replacing Abby right now, she said. When, like, what's funny about that article is that on Friday, when Abby was giving her, it was like the farewell yeah. tour all week, first of all. Because usually then they Friday, don't have that many days. Yeah. Like, so and she I, had yeah. to do a farewell when Whoopi was there and then another yeah. farewell on Friday. So on Friday, when she was doing her final farewell tour, she did exactly what they asked. Yeah. No, I know it. Okay, maybe, but it's not that clear because what she actually says uh-huh. is not what you think she's starting to say. It seems like she was like, there's a lot of stuff written about The View a lot of stuff's been written, but I just want to clear this up and say I'm very thankful. <laughs> but she's very. She doesn't like, say know, it's but not to true. To me, it seemed like a compromise in in that she was. If you were waiting for her to address I, the articles, yes. you would interpret it that way. You're probably right. Yes, it was yeah. A, yeah. actually it was a good wordplay by Abby because yeah. if you were the person that was like, you better say this. Yeah, it sound it kind of does come off that way. But I I I remember like. I today I was like, did she actually do that? <laughs> and what she actually says is like, I just want to be clear. Yeah, I'm thankful. You right. brought in the <laughs> word analyst. Yeah. People go nuts with rumors on the show, and this week has been no exception. Um, but I just want to be as clear as I possibly can. This has been a dream come true. This has been an incredible job, and I do love everyone at this table. You guys see the ups and downs of all of our life. Megan has been, you've seen what she's been through in her life. You guys live it with us. And it's not easy every day to come out here and be so open and honest and talk about the hardest topics of the day. I have so much respect for everyone at this table and for everyone at the show. Well, you can still change your mind. (laughs) I just want to make it as clear as day with everything that has been written about this place that I am leaving so thankful for all the new friends that I have here, for all the friends I had before and will still have, and for the opportunity because this place has changed my life for the better. But we so love you. You're you. such an adorable girl. Usually it's these fired and they're like, that's their last day. Yeah. And here she had the whole week. So it's like she announced on Monday and then all these stories came out. And we're just sitting there watching them interview like whoever it, yeah, as was, we're like laughing about these stories. And then, yeah, she, there's that quiet, you know, what she said on her last day. Mm-hmm. I interpreted her last day as like she went off of it. <laughs> because I was like, wow, Abby's really like addressing the rumors of the week. Yeah. It was a weird week because it was a middle ground between when they're fired and they're gone the next day for, and when they announce they're leaving and we have like a month or yeah, something. Yeah, like a Barbara it, Walters. Yeah. Um, so it was like a sped up farewell tour and it just was like, it was so weird. Yeah. The whoopee thing was weird. It's like, we're going to toast you, but tomorrow's your last day. Yeah. So we're going to do it again. Well, because Whoopi was like, I'm not coming to work. Yeah, she was like, I love you, but I don't love you enough to come to work on Friday. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So that it it actually was all of the goodbyes to Abby were so warm. You can tell that Mm -hmm. everyone there absolutely Mm -hmm. loves her. They're all sad because I feel like Joy has a really good grasp and Whoopi and well, they all do, but I feel like they you can tell that they're kind of on the same page as us where they're like, whoa, we were finally yeah. like totally back on our game the way this show used to be. They had a photo shoot in like the New York Times. Like, yeah. yeah, they can never use that picture again. Oh my God. Like that's you can just like joy being like, you can change your mind. Like yeah. that's not everyone gets no. that. But then Abby kept going, well, maybe. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they basically almost got her to say when the primary for her dad's campaign is yeah. over. So when he's confirmed as the Republican candidate, and then she basically said, oh, at that point, he'll win. That she might come back. Yeah. yeah but, you know, whatever. But they got her to, like... Well, so would you, so with it being just the four co-hosts now, like, do you want her to just come back or like? Well, now there's going to be a period of time without her where the dynamic will shift again. And it could be weird coming back. It's like, I would, I'd like to see it, (laughs) but I don't know what it's going to be like because every time someone comes and goes, everyone plays a little slightly different part. But how do you, how, how, how are you handling four co-hosts? Can you wait that long? (laughs) It's the question. I think they need another voice that's a little lighter and just something that's not what we got this week. Yeah. Which was a little dark. (laughs) It was literally Several directions. The stage literally, (laughs) for some reason, looked darker Almost as if Abby was the woman keeping the lights on at the view. <laughs> what yeah, do you think? This Kevin? entire time she was keeping the lights right. on. Yeah. We and should have known. She kept saying it about Fox. The she clues. was the clues were all there. Yeah. See but see I agree, like it's it is dark. I think like that <laughs> Maybe we'll embrace the dark era of the show. <laughs> They'll save some money on the electrical bill. (laughs) I think it's dark. I think I don't think Abby was brought on in any way to be the the voice of levity. Yeah. However, she ended up being Mm. that person. She was the Sherry Shepherd of this panel, which is such a weird thing to say because they're so different. And she, I almost feel like as if she looked at what Sarah brought to the show, and maybe. whether it was natural or she purposely tried to do it. Or the it was talent like bring, coach yeah, asked her yeah, to. Yeah, to bring some levity into well, it. Well, some of it was very unintentional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me personally, her legacy... Just look at her goodbye montage. Yeah. <laughs> they were throwing shade left and right. Being, uh, yeah. I could tell Ivanka wanted to say something. That was I could tell. That so how did you put the clip in that made the audience laugh yeah. at her? Yeah. I loved that. As well as, as we discussed, like, the 30-second John McCain's funeral footage yeah, in the middle like of her goodbye Yeah, it was like a best of real and then a, a best of big John drop McCain's funeral. in the energy. Yeah, a best of John McCain. Yeah. For me, her legacy is those unintentional moments. And like, what was she talking about when she said that she had the ball of toilet paper in her <laughs> Like, I don't... She, that's I all that's going to stay with me. about dropping the kids off or something like you know parents parents you know you're in a rush you're in a rush you don't know you just throw on whatever you can or something like that yes about wearing sweatpants yeah but i I still why was it there anyway i i really came to love her for the moments when she was being vulnerable in a funny way like constantly comparing herself to being the Beth and being awkward. The the little women's love was great. And like even just in the last two weeks, she made so many mentions of being like caught in an awkward situation or being the awkward, like weird one Mm -hmm. or the unlikable one. She got stuck in an elevator on her last day. day. (laughs) 
Yes. Didn't you just get stuck in the elevator? On the elevator here on The View. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, this did. is how you guys are letting me leave the show. I'm getting freaking <laughs> stuck did. in the elevator. No, she the crew did. had to come get me. Oh, no. Trying to keep Sonny was standing up. Abby! Oh, like, Abby, are you it was okay, horrible. Sweetie? It was horrible. Do you think there was a small part of her in her head that was like, oh, I'm actually not going to make it to the show today? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to be in the elevator. That would actually be so fucking funny. Yeah. So if, it's Abby's last day and she's there. And they're like reporting live and they have like a they have like a mic going down the elevator they would have to think fast and just put a camera at the elevator just to be like we're not making this up yeah she's literally the the turn on this the clothes like the cctv camera in the elevator and you just hear her being like help (laughs) (laughs) take a little time (laughs) um i know we all loved abby and we and the hosts had a lot of good things to say about Abby, um, but the people on YouTube <laughs> felt maybe not as enthusiastic wow. as we did about her. And I wanted to read I, th- I can three. Im- you can <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> I wanted to read three okay. comments that just like made me really laugh on the video of Abby's farewell. I didn't bother to read any of those comments, but I can imagine they were all like, "Take Megan with you." There was a few, I will admit. <laughs> Maybe not as many as you would have thought. Um, it was very Abby-focused, but people's opinions were kind of all over the place. But these comments really made me laugh in my moment of being like very, very sad about Abby leaving. Um, Kalala says, hopelessly out of her depth at times, but at least she was tolerable and her heart was in the right place. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> Beth. Yeah. <laughs> Beth. <laughs> Julian said, Abby reminded me of myself in literature class. When you didn't read the book from last night, but participation is 20% of the grade and you got to say something. (laughs) You got to say something. That actually is a perfect, these are all perfect descriptions. It's that person in tutorial who's like, yeah, going to say something because it's 20%. Repeats the same thing that the last person said, but phrased differently. But just in their own voice. And then Chris said, I honestly believe this woman has never had a bad day in her entire life. T, T. Yeah. And like, let's, let's be real. Yeah. Girls, let's be real for a second. <laughs> what I actually think is I don't think she was fired. I think she quit. And I think it just comes down to she's a, the one of the richest fucking people yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, that's she's- an exaggeration, but she's very, very, very rich. Her She's family is wealthy Big Mac and <laughs> they, God bless them. Like they seem like lovely people. Mostly I'm not crazy about some of Liddy's tweets, but <laughs> she just probably was like, I'm not super happy. Like at yeah. this job, something is toxic, whether it's her relationship with Megan or just the general vibe there. And she was like, I don't need this. I don't need to be working. Yeah. I could just raise my kids. Like she has a husband who also has a good job. Not that that even is relevant, Not re- but yeah. uh, no, she's like with her million. She's like a rich mom who like doesn't need to work, but hates being in the house all day. So she gets a job at like a local boutique, and then it gets too stressful and catty at the boutique, and she's <laughs> yeah. like, "Fuck this! Like I'm I'm out. Like I'm going back to my mansion." Yeah, yeah. I actually think she did leave of her. Yeah, own. that's my yeah. opinion. <laughs> I think she just left, and. That's, and it's a shame, but hit, I think she did leave. She hit it and quit it. She hit it and quit it, and now she's bringing Huntsman back. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I saw something really funny. 
uh, today, which is Abby has already done her first interview since quitting The View. She's back in Utah, okay. and she appeared on a local television show. Oh this is hilarious. It's called Good Things Utah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a view style talk no. show. No. It features three hosts sitting around a table doing hot topics. And Abby came on and apparently she used to intern there. And she gave this like, she did like. Just a, like she used to intern at yeah, ABC. <laughs> I know. And she did, she did like a lengthy, like 10 minute interview with them. They all have such fond memories of Abby, the intern. They love her to death, just like everyone at The View. And the hosts actually like went there with her and were like, so you quit The View. Like, why is it because of Megan? Like, uh -huh. spill the tea tell you how good it is to have you back on the set. When I was there in October, you didn't talk about leaving The View. Mm -hmm. Were you thinking about it then? Her last day, by the way, last Friday. Yeah, it was only a few days ago. Only a few days ago. It, I, I was thinking about it then. And someone told me in TV, uh, someone that I look up to, she said, a lot of times we tell ourselves they're huge decisions, but we don't realize we've been thinking about it for quite some time. And you finally just get to a point in your life where you're willing and able to make that decision for yourself. Was it emotional? Was that moment emotional for you or were you ready? I mean, a year and a half, this is into your second season mm -hmm. and a lot of headlines saying it's a bombshell announcement. People weren't expecting. That's the thing about The View. There's been this fascination with The View for over 20 years of like, what goes on behind the scenes? There's always drama of some sort and and that that's not easy every single day. But what I will say is, the people that I met there, even Joy, she will always be a great friend of mine. And so saying goodbye was really difficult. So of course the headlines when you leave. Oh yeah. Like that. I mean, is it, or were you fighting with Megan McCain? Right. Is it about you and Whoopi? Why did you, were you ousted? <laughs> um, do you answer gossip like that or do you let it go? The nice thing is you know exactly what happened and I handled it my way. And I knew what I did and I went and I said, I need to go. This is my time to go. And this, look, like any job, there are some tough days. I'm not going to say that, that the job is, is an easy one. It was a very tough job to have. Um, but there were some wonderful days that I had. Now that I've showed you guys that, the big revelation is that she says she was thinking about quitting in October. Yeah. So on Halloween, <laughs> when she was dressed up as Carrie, she was out. and she was like, you know what happens to the nice girl? She kills everyone off. She had one bloody foot out the door. Well, yeah. I felt like her final day speech where she just sort of kicked up her energy level a bit. It did remind me of the Carrie speech a bit. <laughs> Having seen her on this um, Good Things Utah clip just <laughs> makes me think that we'll see her on the Hallmark Network with, with Debbie, yeah. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie Manopoulos one day. And she'll be very happy doing that. And I'll be very happy for both of them. Yeah. She seemed so happy. She seems like a weight has been lifted off of her. She's wearing a headband. Oh my God. And also, it's she's the one wearing, Joy had from Megan. She's also wearing, yeah, she's wearing one of Megan's headbands. And she's also wearing like a, a baggy, like comfy sweater. Mm -hmm. I got to see pictures of It's the of first her. time that I've seen her without a, the help of a stylist. Yeah. And, 
she looks so comfortable and chill. <laughs> because as had been described by some straight gentlemen this week, yeah, some of the... her view outfits make it look like she's going to the ball. Yeah. And she doesn't seem comfortable in them. So if I... They, <laughs> they were like... It's, they were like... Wearing her finest blouse to the <laughs> yeah. ball. There was... So there's this podcast called Rob Has a Podcast? Or is yeah. it called Rob and Akiva? Need a, Need a podcast. podcast. Yeah. And so the guy from Survivor and... The Amazon. Yeah. And like they... they do podcasts about like Big Brother and Survivor and reality TV and stuff. And they did a one-off episode where they watched The View for a week and they talked about it. And it was this of, week of Abby's departure. Yes. Wow. And one of their what main observations was they were like, Whoopi is so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has such comfy style. And they were like, we just feel so bad for Abby that she has to dress every day like she's going to the Oscars while Whoopi gets to wear like a cool hoodie. <laughs> you were saying as well, sort of just as a giving Abby some credit on her way out that they were confused and thought the order of seating meant sort of the priority of the host. Oh, it was so, so funny. Abby was sort of second in command to sort of oh, step yeah, in yeah. for God, Whoopi. They got which like, I guess makes Megan last. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, the seating definitely is like, refers to like your leadership oh position God. on the panel. Like they knew nothing. It was like actually <laughs> so Abby funny. Abby is Whoopi's co-pilot. Yeah. <laughs> they are so tight. Yeah. And they enjoyed her the most. Yeah, they did. Oh. Yeah, and they did not get Sunny Hot. They got her all wrong. They got her wrong. Anyone that you would like to see take the seat, I don't want them to fill it right away. I'm okay with the... Yeah. Yeah. I want them to really be chill about this. This is a big deal. I, in my vision, I hope, I wish, and I know it won't happen, but I wish they would use this time to look at restructuring their daytime plan as a whole and like, bring you mean get rid of you your deal well <laughs> no <laughs> i need those five dollar coffee uh tumblers yeah um i wish they would bring sarah back oh i know Cancel oh you mean abc show. as a network yeah i mean like i wish they would reevaluate their daytime programming bring sarah back to the view and rethink what that one o'clock hour looks like and do something with Kiki still involve Sarah, but maybe it's like a different type of show. I don't know. I'm selfishly speaking because I thought that they were the strongest when they had Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like that. I just don't think I'm not allowing myself to even think about that. Cause I don't think that is it's not going to happen. happen. No. I don't think Sarah even wants to do that. Probably not. She I, loves Kiki. Yeah, she really loves Kiki. Yeah. And also, if that show is going to be no more, I feel like she would just become like full-time GMA and be yeah. very happy. No, I know it will never happen, but my wish would be that Sarah comes back. Yeah. I, yeah, same. Maybe there's someone, I don't know, from Fox. Oh. You know, Megan <laughs> Kelly did that 30-minute, like, Megan and Fox women sit down and react to bombshell thing. Oh, I don't God. know if you've seen that, but you must yeah. watch. Um, maybe one of those women is interested. Maybe they could get Ashley Green, who played Abby oh, in Bombshell, ooh. to be a View co-host. There's That's always good. like Kimberly yeah. Guile for her. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I actually saw a picture of her face today and just was had a moment of like, oh my God. But anyway. Um, some people have been uh I, I guess well se cup was on watch what happens oh, live yeah. and uh i guess enough people 
tweeted saying ask her if she would ever go on the view so she andy asked her the question uh-huh. and she kind of gave like a maybe Essie, we got a ton of questions for you about what do you think what your best friend megan mccain sure so many questions wanting to know um how is she doing she was gone at the end of last week is there a feud between she and abby huntsman what can you tell us no, um, she's uh, sad Abby's leaving, wishes her the best. Abby's leaving to join her dad's campaign in Utah for governor. Right. Uh, Megan, as someone who is real close with her dad, totally understands yep. more than anyone yep. um, this, this uh, desire. So she wishes her nothing but the best. Uh, there's a conservative voice that's going to be missing from the show. Would you ever consider joining The View? You know, I've done The View a lot. Um, it's a really iconic, dynamic group of women. And as, as they like to say, and I actually think they're right, one of the most important political shows right. in the country today. Would you ever join the show? I understand your question, Andy. Yes. <laughs> You're not answering it. Okay. It's so weird to me that she would entertain that thought yeah. because she has her own, own hour on, on CNN. CNN five nights a week. I imagine that that's a better gig than The View. The toxic I don't environment know. at The well, View. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, as a as an anchor, like, yeah. I would imagine it's a more uh, senior she title. Both, but she could do guess, both. Yeah. It's sort of like similar, like, Essie Cup having her own job is sort of similar to the Anna thing. Like, Anna lives in Florida. So any greater <laughs> yeah, involvement true. of Anna in the show is like a life change that's for her true. that she's going to have to like oh, yeah. reconcile. Yeah. Also people saying Yvette Nicole Brown, like mm-hmm. I her she lives, she like looks after her father and he lives in LA, I think. Okay. And like, so she, I don't think she's going to be moving yeah. her entire life. That's too bad. Cause I like her on the view. I do like her, but I'm not, it doesn't excite me. No, I no. think all, I think part of it is because I see her on doing the real and doing the talk like a lot. And mm. it's just like someone else like, give her a job. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't suit the current panel because sometimes with other panels, we needed like a pop culture famous person. But right now all of the hosts have gotten so pop culture famous that like we don't need someone as badly. to spice it up yeah, yeah we don't yeah. need like a hollywood person to spice yeah. it up because it's already we've already got that we just need someone who adds a different a slightly different opinion than what they've got and also going back to se cup i don't really want that either i, I think if megan were to quit or get mm-hmm. fired or leave se cup is a great That's replacement a good yeah. for megan but not together could you imagine if she were on like every day would be like, like warpath oh, like I would totally just, unenjoyable I would that's watch. the thing too is like her she has such a strong personality that she would be leading the conversation and then the dynamic would be yeah. so yeah. put off from where it and is. that's what i kind of thought we were getting when they brought abby in because i didn't know who abby was all i knew was person who was on fox and friends is going to be on the view and i was like oh it's just going to be this screaming fest every day now and abby ended up not really being like that at all so what's the right balance i don't know anyways this is the first time that i've been at a loss for thinking of like who would be a good person to come in because i feel like they've gone through everyone i I, they've got to bring 
they've got to think outside the box and like whoever they bring in is coming in during like a pretty heightened time and like big story so like that person's not even necessarily going to have time to grow or show like they're going to be thrown Mm -hmm. into like impeachment day 14 you know what i mean as opposed to like here's a tuesday but it was funny like remember when abby first started and she had that was her first tan that she had that was tan and megan wasn't there (laughs) for the longest time that's true and the whole storyline was like megan and abby's best friends now on the panel together and megan was like not even there and abby just had to like figure it out mike wasn't on (laughs) so i also wanted to talk about this other page six article that came out this past week when sunny was visiting broadway to see a soldier's play i guess someone asked her if they could interview her Uh while she was there um and I didn't know you could just do that. <laughs> Sounds like a bad move to say yeah. Um, so they asked her about the backstage drama and Sunny said, quote, it is what it is. And then she said, we're covering, I think, a really important time in our country and everyone is really passionate and I think we're all on edge for the country and I think that's what people are seeing. And then it says, Yikes. we're happy for Abby We're sad for us, of course, because she did some of the lifting of our spirits and now she's not there. Um, And then it goes on to say, and as for the, the, all the backbiting and descriptions of McCain, 35, as (laughs) rude, Hostin simply said, I think they should speak to Megan about it. Um... (laughs) Holy moly. I know. Oh my God. And then... Shady Sunny goes on to say, I think we're all really fortunate to get paid as well as we are paid to have this platform that we have. It is a blessing. And then when asked uh, if other her other co-hosts could do well to remember that, it says, Hostin <laughs> just laughed off the suggestion. <laughs> oh my God. So clearly there was a bit of like, I think we all need to remember that we are well paid and very fortunate to yes. be here. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, some people don't <laughs> um, have map. <laughs> Everything we were picking up on and that we talked about before the Christmas break about Sunny seeming more hostile. And Sunny then, hostile? Yeah. And then <laughs> hostile Hostin after Christmas too, when everyone else seemed to be more chilled out. Clearly, that's we weren't just imagining things. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely an energy be- uh, between Megan and the other co-hosts mm-hmm. that has shifted, and yeah. it's not just you know people in the past like looking for something. I yeah. do think they're not maybe they're not fighting, but they're not loving each other. No, no more whiskey. Trends. No more no. whiskey, which time. I suspect happened like maybe at most <laughs> one time, and it maybe wasn't quite the fun evening it's being described as, but. Hasn't happened since like 2018. Like no. the the fact that Sunny wouldn't just smile and nod or give the like PR answer. Yeah, means speak it's to Megan about it. Bad. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should wait for her to go see a soldier. She claims she's constantly her. being like harassed on the street by <laughs> the liberals of New York City, so they should just look for yeah. her and do this. Wait it's... by the stage door of Chicago, starring yeah. Eric Jane, and then ask. It's funny on the Friday episode, today's episode um, of The View, they had this 
guest on some man with gray hair that I've never in my Tim life. Robbins. Tim Robbins. Who is that? It was that was wild today. Who is that? He's an actor who probably looked totally different last time you saw yeah. him. In what? He's Good like a question. character actor. Jacob Slat. Am I thinking of the wrong movie? No, that's him. Yes. He's like a character actor, kind of. Well, anyways, he was on the show today and he was talking about children being separated from their families at the mm-hmm. border. And Megan was like, maybe the news should be talking about that instead of the gossiping about talk shows. And I was like, wow, she really got me there. Maybe your old channel should be talking about that (laughs) instead of making up crap. Maybe a little less time on talk show gossip and a little more time Mm -hmm. on kids at the border. Sincerely. I mean, I would like that. Megan read me for filth. (laughs) (laughs) Megan red state read me for filth. (laughs) And sunny hostile. (laughs) So I guess it's time to move on from Abby. I'm sure it won't be the last time that we speak about her. Well, no, she'll I, be back. I also want to say, like, I, I'm i going to keep following Mary Kay Huntsman and her journey. Oh, of course. My favorite porcelain doll. My favorite drag queen who looks like Courtney Act, who isn't Courtney Act. She look Mary Kay Huntsman, you know when Christina Aguilera went away <laughs> and then... She came back and had that her most recent album, okay. and her yeah. face looks like looked it, yeah. so refreshed. Yeah, and it it just looked so moist, dewy. And per- yes. dewy. Yeah, she looks like a different person. That's what yeah. Abby's mom looks like a yes. bit to me. Um, I'm still following her on Instagram. I'll still be keeping tabs on uh, Mary Ann and Liddy and the whole Brady bunch. So. In the same way that we still talk about Jed and we still talk about Sarah, we even still somehow manage to talk about Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the last of Abby. Yeah. I hope it's not the last that we see of Abby. But you know who we never talk about? Rosie Perez. No. <laughs> That's not true. We talked about her like literally last episode or the episode before because of Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. yeah that's so when true. Rosie is working, we're talking. As a comic book <laughs> well, fan, I actually found out today, because I thought it might come up, who she's playing in Birds of Prey. And I was uh-huh. a little surprised. But anyway. What's she? What type of character is she's she playing? She's playing like a cop in Gotham named Renee Montoya, who's sort of like a newer character. She's a lesbian cop who was introduced oh, like maybe 25 years ago. Suddenly my like ears are a burning. A wonderful character who's got some really great stories about her sort of her family and like coming out to her. Well, really I know where I'll comic. be. So I didn't know that that's who she was playing. I thought she'd be sort of playing a bad guy because yeah. like Harley Quinn's not necessarily a good guy. Yeah. So anyway, good. Rosie, okay. it'll be interesting. Well, view update. <laughs> Rosie Perez is playing a lesbian, a lesbian. cop in Gotham. Yeah. You know yeah. what else? She's apparently being called to testify in the Harvey Weinstein. I thought you were going to say the impeachment hearing. Oh, oh my god! god. Imagine. <laughs> but, At this rate, it could have. could have been that. Well, yeah. That, yeah. But Rosie is friends with one of the victims that is the case is revolving uh-huh. around, and uh, I guess they confided wow. in Rosie like way back. Or maybe not so way back, but yeah. and so now she's like part of the case. Wow. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Anyways, in other view news, Patrick Stewart came to visit the view mm-hmm. and he brought with him a announcement for Whoopi <laughs> offering her a role in the new Star Trek Picard season two series. Yeah. I'm here with a, a formal invitation. Oh. And um it's for you. 
Whoopi. Oh, for me. Um, Alex Kurtzman, who is the senior executive producer of Star Trek Picard, oh. and all of his oh. colleagues, of which I am one, want to invite you into the second season. Since when can you just surprise someone with a role? And also, like, how, imagine, okay. Couple of things. Yeah. Like, so we know Whoopi's going to say yes, so I guess it's low risk because Whoopi loves sci-fi and she yeah. loves star trek she yeah. was in star trek and she always says like how she it was the best it was a thing ever good exp- yeah. yeah apparently she's telling sunny about it all the time <laughs> i was a little surprised lessons, by that i guess yeah. i don't know but there's like a one percent chance like that she d- didn't want to do she's it she's like i'm filming the stand so imagine yeah. if you were like yeah but I also feel like she is like a consummate professional when it comes to her acting career. So even if she was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this. She would be so gracious in the moment and like say yes and give everyone the reaction that they yeah. wanted because yeah. she takes that stuff so seriously. Yeah, she does. It was just it was so surreal, too, because like I worked at Star Trek Discovery for a couple years mm-hmm. and on my desk, I had a picture of Whoopi in Star Trek. And one time, one of my coworkers asked me if that was Wendy Williams. Oh, <laughs> my God. And, like, very few people understood why I had that picture. Not, like, I'm not talking, like, you know, important yeah. people. Just random-ass people. <laughs> like, and I'd be like, are you fucked? Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is a Star Trek, mm-hmm. like... Learn something yeah. She has today. a toy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm really happy for her, though. Me too. I'm very happy. She was like, her reaction was like so, um, mm-hmm. so happy, so pure, just like made me feel very, very happy. It was very nice. Yeah. In a show of where there's not always nice moments. Yeah. It was a nice segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Paula Ferris came to the view. Yeah. Oh, this was surreal. That was it amazing. Was, that's a great word Journeys to describe Journeys of it. faith. Yeah. It was a journey of surrealism. So Paula's promoting her new season of her podcast, mm-hmm. Deja the View. <laughs> uh, Journeys of Faith edition. Yeah. Um, and was, was catching up with the gals. And actually, Whoopi seemed very happy to see her. Yeah. yeah. There's a caveat, I feel like, though. We've because talked a lot about people perhaps returning to the show. Mm-hmm. coming back and Whoopi said to her come back anytime if you have a minute yeah. so Whoopi just wants like another day like come back for a sec she's not saying come back she's like I don't yeah, yeah, mind yeah. you want to do I another don't... seven minutes come back yeah. but that's she's it. like I don't mind you Paula Ferris I just didn't want you to have this job yeah, yeah. maybe Joy also... still sort of had that affection for Paula yes well Joy always loved Paula for some weird reason <laughs> Uh, Even though they kind of had a fight, like it, during the segment, they did, which was great. They got like political by accident because they were talking about how on her podcast she has politicians and she had Cory Booker and Ted Cruz, and then Joy is like, how Joy's does he reconcile <laughs> Paula as if Paula is works for him yes. or is like married or something? Yeah, yeah, or like is a political like reporter who had the opportunity to ask him these things and didn't ask them even though her whole podcast is about journeys of faith yes but joy i'm team joy in this because she was like 
okay, so you had Ted Cruz on to ask him about his mm-hmm. faith. Did you ask him how he reconciles his faith with yeah. separating children from their parents yeah. at the border? As for Ted Cruz, you guys know the 2016 um, campaign trail was was Trump heated. Was there brutal. was a war. Yes, he he offended him and he oh, said inflammatory father. things about his father and his wife. wife. Yeah. And he said, it's because of my faith calls me to forgive people. Okay. My faith has called me to forgive uh, Donald Trump and to bury the hatchet. He says, of course, there are things I wish he says and uh, things that he does I wish he wouldn't. But he says, my faith calls Did me to Did you ask Ted on. Cruz uh, how he reconciles his faith with some of the policies of Trump, like separating children from their parents? Yes, and he has and stood up to him. And living at the border by ha- themselves? He does not agree with that policy. Um, what has he done about and it? And he has said he has spoken up. And really? said that he doesn't agree with it. And again, he says, I'm an ally, but there are things that he says and does that I do uh-huh. not agree with. Yeah, right. So. Okay. So. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it is so good to be back. I think that's a reasonable question. The question was totally great. And that whole concept of how does a Republican person who pushes their faith reconcile policies yeah. that don't represent Christianity at all? Totally fair question. The only issue was Joy was sort of going to Paula, like, as Ted Cruz's rep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, I, like, the only, like, I thought it was very funny, and I am team Joy on it, but the issue was that everyone else was, like, operating at a level four, and then Joy's yeah. question was, like, a level ten, and Paula wasn't anticipating it yeah. and was like visibly caught off guard. She just was like, whew. <laughs> because before Joy goes in with the question, when she's just like, you've interviewed Cory Booker, Ted Cruz, Joy just starts like making noises yeah. about the existence of Ted Cruz, up. which I hear her on his existence being yeah. Yeah. something you grunt at. But yeah, Paula was not expecting but that. But that wasn't the, like they were, the whole thing had so many moments like, uh, Paula got a tattoo. She yeah. got a tattoo that be says still. be still and it's the wrong way, which is like for people that have a lot of tattoos, that's such a like uh she was like, Yeah, when I was getting the tattoo, he was like, It's upside down uh-huh. and she was like, No, I told him it's just for me. That's such that's literally like a joke within people who have tattoos being like, oh no, it's just for me. I mean, like I thought that if you're getting a wrist tattoo, it's like it with of words of a of a of a statement <laughs> i think like we all understand that that's the point it's like it says yeah. breathe or it says laugh or you know what i mean it's like <laughs> but it is like a reminder for you it's for everyone else like tattoos are an aesthetic choice that you put on your body and when people are like it's just for me like that's but i actually did believe that paula needed the reminder to be still apparently because like <laughs> some people i don't buy it with her i was like yeah, girl. Okay, when she listed off, like, the litany of things that happened to her, like... Exactly. Shirley, was tra- it was like when that, that clip of Katie Price on This Morning where she was like, <laughs> my horse has got stolen, my son had a kidnap threat, my, I got in a car. Like, it was crazy. Her life is, yes. ha- has really just taken a turn in the... the in the last year that she was at the view and yeah. beyond like yeah. a lot she, she said was like it perfect too she was like i guess you could call it a sequence of unfortunate events when she said that i was like oh what's coming next then yeah. she started listing them and i was, I was like, like oh my oh, god shit. it's yeah. like not even for like i love making fun of paula ferris but like then she it comes on and funny. does something like yeah. this and i'm like well now i feel sorry yeah. and when you hear her say like a kid threw an apple at my head i mean the you fact might laugh that I... she brought up for the first time ever on the view <laughs> brings up first of all when was paula so open about anything in her life never never Never. yeah and now she's talking about the apple she never talked about that when she was on the view 
So share with us what happened. Yeah, so it was, um, it all started in um, the fall of 2017. And I had a series of, I guess, unfortunate events, as you might uh, call them. But within seven months, I had a miscarriage with an emergency surgery. Um, I had a concussion through a freak accident at work. Mm -hmm. A kid threw an apple at my head. The day I get cleared to go oh, back yeah. to work, I get in a head-on car crash. Then I get influenza, which turns into pneumonia. Mm. And I had oh felt God. like God kind of calling me to to step back and to pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. And it was in that season that I said, okay, I'm listening. Yeah. So that really led to walking away from really, in essence, you know, at the no, height of my career, two dream jobs, yeah. but I knew that I needed to slow down. Someone threw an apple at her, a kid threw an apple at her head, I think while driving by in a car and she got a concussion from it. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it at the time on our podcast, we called it the drive-by fruiting. Yeah. And... <laughs> I had no idea that it was a car thing, though, because the way she described it, she was like, it was right before I went on air. So I was like, so she's at Good Morning America one day or something, and, like, someone brought their four-year-old, oh, no. and she's, she's about outside. to step onto air, no. and some kid chucks an apple uh, at her. Well, I interpreted it at always as, like, a targeted outside. attack where someone thought it was, you yeah. know how people run up to reporters and say gross things? Like, I thought that it was, That's like, someone was. being mean, seeing someone with a camera on them and purposely throwing it. But it hit her 60 miles an hour, and I just think yeah. someone was probably going by in a car and biffed an apple at her, and she said yeah. it was a kid. Um, anyways, that was tragic I for her. I can't believe she brought it up, and I like I can't believe Applegate The only reason I found out again. about Applegate, the drive-by fruiting, was mm -hmm. from her uh, Facebook Live that she did yes. with Sarah Haynes. That was the only reason I even knew about it. When yeah. she described the like 60 miles an hour and that apparently she got a concussion and if she turned her head a little more, it would have fractured a bone in her face. Yeah. I was like, how do I get this never to happen to me? I know. Like, this sounds hor and, a horrible freak accident. And she would have, there's probably footage of it that oh my like they God, weren't, you're yeah. right. they weren't yeah. live. She said it happened right before we went live, but the camera was probably like on. Yeah. Like anyways, not that I want to see that, but like no. that could have, uh, if they had a, if it had been live, then there would be footage of yeah. Paula getting hit with an apple that yeah. would exist. It would be in one of those news blooper yeah. compilations. It would be there with Sarah falling and Spider-Man not catching Which, her. By the way, <laughs> fun fact about me, news bloopers are one of my favorite genres <laughs> of entertainment that exist. I will watch no, this for hours. Funny. Just, I'll go on YouTube and be like, best news bloopers 2019 and i'll watch oh that for God. hours okay well i when we talked about the drive-by fruiting i thought it was like a, a quirky story hearing her talk about it on the view i was like fuck Tragedy. like yes. this fucking sucks like yeah. i feel so bad paula and then she got in a car accident yes yeah. on her date her first day back at work post concussion got in a car accident what the fuck yeah. kind of betrayal did you do in your past life yeah that this happened to you and then now. we get into several miscarriages yeah Come on. and just to see paula sitting there opening up about yeah. all of this tragedy i'm like i'm i'm actually very proud of her this mm -hmm. is a different person yes it definitely seems like like sometimes when you're in the middle of bad shit you can't talk about it because yeah. you'll just break down and it seems like now that there's a little bit of space between she's able to talk about it but i respect her yeah. a lot for opening up about mm -hmm. it and yeah. talk what she said about telling her daughter about the miscarriage like it was all very it was very sad but it was nice sort of how she put it and yeah she was able yeah. to share that i knew the signs and um i 
brought my daughter into the restroom with me, showed her what was going on, and I said, I just want to let you know, um, mommy is, the baby is probably no longer viable. Um, mommy doesn't feel any guilt. This is normal. It happens to so many women. It's happened yeah. to me a couple of other times. When you get pregnant, it might happen to you, honey, and I want you to know there's nothing you did wrong. It is refreshing to see her you know after Maybe we've there's... been through so much. It got very, oh. it got very spiritual. Yeah, it did get very spiritual. Sunny got right Sunny into was it. really into it. Maybe there's a seat for her on Friday. The thing about Paula Ferris as a Friday girl is she wasn't even a good Friday girl because she was hardly ever there on Friday. <laughs> That's true. She was there occasionally on Friday. At least Anna Navarro was like, no, every Friday I will be yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, lots. To get through Wait, in this Kevin, episode. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think that your space heater might be lighting on fire. I'm Again? smelling, I'm smelling burning. <laughs> oh my or, god, I thought I threw that thing out. <laughs> is it just hot topics? Oh, I think it's hot topics. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would like to um, throw to a listener. Okay. Hey guys, my name's Kyle, longtime listener, lover of your show. First time sending audio to your Instagram, Deja the View Pod, one of the best Instagrams of all time. I'd like to talk about the moment that happened during the opening segment of the Thursday, January 16th show, where they discuss the sort of what I believe to be a fake fight between Warren and Bernie that happened during the Democratic national debate on CNN. Pretty much it's a fabricated CNN story meant to kind of weaken Bernie and sow division among the left. Um, anyway, all the women kind of were on Warren's side, which kind of surprised me. Not so much for Whoopi. We know she um, is super rich. She's a Scorpio. She hates her taxes getting taken away. And then, um, unsurprisingly, by Megan, who called him a bully and called him a gender bully and said that the whole view is over Bernie. And surprisingly, my two faves, my girls, Sunny and Joy, kind of went along with this instead of giving the counterpoint. All right, so this has gone on long enough. Um, John Huntsman, the real job creator, by. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's no counterpoint. They're all, it's almost like they're talking about Trump has done the worst thing ever in the universe and they all are in agreement about it. Yeah. So there was like, there was like five topics about Bernie in the mm -hmm. past few weeks. And the, I'd say the most entertaining one was when they were talking about how the debate when Elizabeth and Bernie got into it about how he supposedly said a woman can't win. Yeah. And then at the end of the debate, that audio came out of her <laughs> being like, did you just call me a liar on national TV? Which when I first heard it, I thought it was like a, a, a dubbed dub. over. I yeah. know it's so funny. And so, and he's like, Oh yeah, you're oh. the liar. And then Tom Steyer being like, I just wanted to say hey, hi. hi. And Bernie's and, like, yeah, okay, good. And Abby is like, I'm the Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, there's this other clip of Tom Steyer where he's like making some great gesture to just like go say hello to Bernie Sanders. Uh -huh. like, is that the whole reason he's doing this campaign is to like be friends have some with meet him? and greets yeah, with probably. Bernie? But anyway, that's yeah. beside um, the point. But yes, Kyle, you're right. All of the women of The View united against Bernie Sanders I don't know. I, I have my conspiracy theory that the Clinton Foundation has purchased ABC. <laughs> right. 
yes, you may be correct. I mean, there's I have no other way to explain it. Like they're talking yeah. about him like he's just a confirmed like misogynist, misogynist. and the bully were like anyway. It I seems think quite that, strong, and I just think that Whoopi really like ran the point home. But I think that they're all just like we hate how if Bernie doesn't win, his supporters won't support who does win that's the idea well, that yeah. they whether right. that's true or not but that is the idea that they seem to have and right. that's like the fear yes, that but they it's just kind of have. like why this week is it such a hot button and i last guess because of the were, i guess because they think he's going to do it to elizabeth again yeah last time they were upset the bernie supporters and i hear them because hillary was winning bernie would win some states in the primary but because uh-huh. of the super delegate thing where hillary would win some delegate that had like 50 points but bernie would win like 45 yeah hillary would win the state yeah so and it did seem like very shoddy but the demo the dnc has apparently gotten rid of that system but they're still up and so that's why the bernie supporters last time were like our guy got robbed what happened with i don't know how many people actually did this but what the media and what twitter seemed to promote was the idea that the burnt quote-unquote Bernie bros were voting for Trump because they were so mad so I think that like that fear really got to some people and that is kind of what's driving it but I also think and I agree that some of them just thought it was like really funny and entertaining because like Whoopi said mom and dad are fighting yeah and it's like she was and also a lot of fart talk yeah Yeah. (laughs) a lot of fart talk so I think it's not gonna go away like a bad (laughs) fart this problem that we have talked about mm-hmm. all week, mm-hmm. the Bernie brothers sexism problem, mm-hmm. it's following him. Yep. It's going to continue to follow it's like him. like a bad it's not going fart. anywhere. Yes. <laughs> right? You know, it's that like one lingers. It's, and it's lingering. A and it's... <laughs> yeah, there are good farts. There are. And it's like when you're on the airplane and there's nowhere to go because you can't get out. <laughs> the and elevator. Know they're, they're yeah. You're there. on the yeah. elevator. Oh my and this is going nowhere. She knows it was him. Yeah. And she's like, I think you just farted in the elevator. And Tom Steyer walked right into I think like they're just speaking extremely casually like uh, how you would talk if you weren't on camera yeah but they just like about Bernie maybe I think it's kind of silly to be like he's a like women don't that, to say like all his he's supporters are problem, men is what they said mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like he I'm sure he has many yeah I saw a tweet that you said that tweet. he yeah. had like the most yeah and like I, I get that's the thing is like I get that and I know that it's not just Bernie bros I know that he has a wide diverse range of supporters however the other thing is like what I learned in the previous Canadian and provincial and U.S. elections is that what I see on Twitter what is served to me on Twitter mm-hmm. based on who I'm already following yeah has every time for the last three big elections has not gone, has not um, reflected what the rest of the country or the province Mm -hmm. or the whatever the district um, is thinking. Like you think you're like, oh my God, everyone on my Twitter feed and even the people who I don't follow, but it's being served to me, they're all voting NDP. Oh yeah, it's it's going NDP. And then it's like NDP gets like 70 votes and you're like, what the actual (laughs) fuck is going on here? Yeah. We're clearly in like a bubble, like even like yeah, exactly. the people that I have, I hear, I hear you on those previous elections and the people that I have on Twitter right now seem to be quite happy that Bernie is doing better in the polls. Yeah. But if you watch The View in the last couple of weeks, they are all like 
uniformly livid that he might be doing well. And I think you can certainly discuss the thing with him and Elizabeth and if a woman can win and what was said. But like they've sort of dropped that topic and now just moved on to Bernie's bad. Yeah. Here's the latest bad thing that happened that he said and hates women. Yeah. It's like not even necessarily. I think like one of them, I can't remember who made a point to say it's not Bernie who is bad. It's his reputation as being dismissive to women that looks bad and it's his supporters that are bad. It's He doesn't wish people a happy they, birthday. And they spoke about, <laughs> they spoke about, and Abby said um, that she doesn't think that it's like, he's not specifically, he's not thinking about being dismissive of women, but the way that he is, it just comes out that way. And when they were on Bill, Ma- Bill Maher mm-hmm. years ago, she was a panelist and he was also and she spoke about how he wouldn't let her talk and he like literally had his hands like flailing in her face but it was like it was a type of situation where and i'm glad she brought this up and i'm glad you brought this up because i always wanted an opportunity to talk about this (laughs) um it's not that he was abby so there's three people sitting on the panel bernie is on one end Another man is on the other end and Abby's sitting in the mm-hmm. middle and Bernie was having like a heated exchange with the other guy and Abby was sitting in the middle and Bernie was talking with his hands and he was talking with his hands in front of Abby's face mm-hmm. and it became like the audience started to notice Abby's expression was like this guy's hands are in my right. face and then eventually Abby like jokingly like took Bernie's hand and like put it down mm-hmm. and the audience laughed and that's what she's referring to and like that's that's the point i don't know i just like it's a very i've always wanted to like tbt that clip i feel like (laughs) with him it's like he reminds me so much of like a man who would like um ride a bicycle around in like a small town where everyone has a car and like make a point of being like very difficult to city council and like and like postering about things and you'd be so annoyed but you'd also be like Oh, he's so w- weird to talk to, but he's doing it for the greater good. It's he like, probably yeah. is a, is and was exactly like that in <laughs> where he's from in Vermont. Like he probably yeah. is exactly like that. It's, it's like sh- yeah, he's not he, he's not comfortable to have a conversation with, but you know that what he's doing is is ideally for the greater good, and he's looking at the bigger picture, and you have to almost remove yourself from it and be like, it's worth it in the sense that it will benefit us in a greater sense, but to t- speak to him one-on-one, his hands are waving in my face. Yeah. <laughs> also on the curmudgeon part, today they had Susie Essman on from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Speaking of curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. They had her from Curb Your Enthusiasm and they spent the whole segment talking about how much they love Larry David uh-huh. and his curmudgeonly aspects in that character and how particularly in the new season of Curb that just started, he doesn't want to say Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. And that's hilarious, but Bernie not wanting to say happy, birthday, say happy birthday is he's a monster. So, but it, but it, I think the point, the reason why it's like he's a monster for not wanting to say that is because if a woman were like, I don't want to say, if Amy Klobuchar yeah. was like, I don't wish people happy that's birthday, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, people would yeah. be like, wow. Yeah, people would have that reaction, and that's why I think that like they find him funny and they find him entertaining the same way they find Larry David entertaining. Yeah. They just like don't want to vote for him well i took a test to see which political democratic candidate i would vote for Uh and i got elizabeth warren followed by bernie sanders i got the same and then a big gap and then andrew yang i got elizabeth warren bernie sanders and then michael bloomberg which bloomberg my mind but wow Um, i was surprised well i didn't take the test but i spent 
an hour looking at Elizabeth Warren photos online. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I love her. So. I saw some pictures of her colored blue like Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. Oh over God. the years, that was quite humorous. Anyway, here we are. Okay, next hot topic <laughs> is about Sia. And as Whoopi said, I don't mean Sia. Sia, <laughs> Sia did an interview with GQ. Sia is such a weird little bitch. <laughs> um, I, I guess she there. She said in the interview mm-hmm. that she has texted Diplo asking for a booty call, basically yeah. saying if you wanted to have no strings attached sex, like I'm in. Right. Because I think that they asked her something about like, are you do you date? Are you dating? And she said, no, I'm. Because she just adopted Trying a son. To fuck Diplo. Yeah, she adopted a son like a year ago, like a teenage son. So she was like, I don't have time. I'm a mom now. I don't have time to date someone, but I do want to fuck Diplo. She's like, I'm too busy going to like Tesco and buying everyone's groceries. Exactly. For them. Yeah. But what I think is fascinating about the whole thing is like we just get this takeaway that Sia like many many entertainment headlines you know like Sia ha- is like interested in having sex with Diplo or whatever <laughs> yeah. there's no like any word from Diplo no, like nothing. or or like can we confirm like did it happen like did they fuck like no follow up whatsoever at all. I never met this nothing woman. from Sia either which sparks the hot topic on the view like what do you think about no strings attached huh. sex which we all know would be like doesn't want anyone in her house. She literally, she's like, she I wrote a book it. about it. She yeah. invented <laughs> friends with benefits. <laughs> what was crazy to me about this topic is like, when I first knew Sia, like not like knew, like we weren't texting each other for right. sex. I mean, when I first was like, when, <laughs> when I first I was, was a fan. When I was writing songs. It was like late. When I was trapped in Beyonce's <laughs> basement. <laughs> down there with Sia and we couldn't get out. (laughs) Okay. When I first knew of Sia, it was like mid 2000s to late 2000s. The Six Feet Under finale. Not even that, like zero (laughs) seven. Okay. I'm talking Blue Crush, like a musical or a soundtrack. Um, Zero seven, early Sia, piano Sia, Sia dating J.D. Sampson from piano Sia, Sia dating J.D. Sampson from La Tigra. I knew queer Sia. I didn't know that Sia was not like not gay for a very long time <laughs> mm. in my life because when I first met Sia, <laughs> they were dating JD Sampson and then they broke up and I just continued my life thinking Sia is queer, dates queer people, doesn't date straight men. Then like a two like two or three years ago. I got the news that she was like divorcing her husband (laughs) and I was like, where the fuck have I been? The last I heard, it was was (laughs) (laughs) so for me, this was like a very, I was like, I can't even process this information. Like to think of her and Diplo, no thank you, ma'am. But if the topic is, uh, can you have friends with benefits? Yeah, like where the fuck have have you well, been? Yeah, Not on this show. Here's though. the thing: Sunny kept trying to bring up a good point. She was like, "But this isn't about friends with benefits. This is about it's 
they work together. Also, yeah. yes. And everyone was ignoring that part yeah. of it. It was like, of course, of course. And Sunny was like, but then work with the person. And they were like, oh, yeah, meet a random. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignoring it. But Whoopi and who was there from SNL? I'm forgetting her name. Leslie Jones. They just yeah. kept going. But you guys are all married, though. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't really think added any. I don't yeah. think that illuminated anything. No. But Okay. So this, you know how like every time they do a Lizzo top, like they do, they'll do, like there'll be a week where they just do three Lizzo to- topics. <laughs> yeah. and it's like today, you know how they tease what topics they're going to do on Twitter. They were like coming up. Like the Sia topic, I'm not sure when that happened, maybe earlier in the, when Abby was there. So last week, this week, Friday, today, (laughs) I sound insane. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I need everyone to know it's Friday, January 24th. (laughs) It's just like, I need to, everyone have the exact date and time. Um, they were te- they were teasing the exact same topic, what? but with Fran Drescher. And it, oh my god! Because Fran Drescher like did another interview with someone where she said that she has someone on the side. Mm-hmm. She's not dating, but she has someone on the side that she has sex with every once in a while. Yeah. and they were gonna do that as a topic. But Fran Drescher like <laughs> they does never it got up. To it. Like from that article, she doesn't just have a guy. She's like, we come over. He comes over. We watch a movie, hot tub, dinner, hang out, cuddle. Yeah, of course like, we have sex. She's like, we she's have like a routine. It's always dating. the same. We never go out in public. He comes yeah, over. That's... We watch tennis. <laughs> tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we have sex. But it says like I felt like no offense to Fran Drescher, but this might be veering on dating a little. We're doing a lot together. <laughs> so I respected her spirit in that article yeah. about it. Yeah. So simple. <laughs> So beautiful. I so hope pure. everyone can experience this <laughs> We'll do one more hot topic before we close this thing out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been <laughs> at a bar <laughs> and a guy comes up to you and he just <laughs> drops a line on you? Of what? Like, <laughs> did it hurt when you fell from heaven? If you said that to me, I would be the happiest woman <laughs> on this earth. Marie, yeah. would you rather eat a goat or a matter baby? What the fuck is a matter? <laughs> I don't know, baby. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> so why were they talking about this again um the topic was um elite daily oh yes they released an article mm-hmm. of the 15 most underrated pickup lines that'll definitely impress sunny was loving every single one of them and they were all bad every one of them worked on her they were all like from an old like boys to men song (laughs) kind of and sunny was like i love this yeah so here's like the list of pickup lines number one is simply can i ask your opinion on something that's it number two i think i dropped my phone can you call it okay you're not looking at like pickup lines you're looking at the like pickup artist lines that People go to the Eaton Center, the mall in Toronto, <laughs> and and try to pull steal these your lines phone. And, st- and steal your phone. <laughs> or your yeah, yeah, wallet. But actually, like, has anyone 
in your life or can you think of a time where a friend told you about a time when someone has used a pickup line on you literally only like what i was saying like the pickup artists like the weird guys who <laughs> ta- who pay $800 to take that course right about being a pickup artist and then they go to the mall and say something really weird to you and you're like i know what the fuck you're doing you're right. like That's get away happened from to me you? yes do you remember like what the line was i don't remember what the line was i think it was like something really random like did you know you're so beautiful like something very weird what like is that this again like what's this and then they're trying to get something like financial from you. Then they're no, like, can I talk to no, you? No, 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 not that. No, it's not like a scam. It's like this is a thing that women have to deal with is PUAs is the abbreviation for them. There's a whole cult following. It's like a whole subsidiary of the Internet where it's like guys take these courses on how to be a pickup artist okay. and, and the lesson the, that what? they teach you. I like, almost don't believe this. I swear to God like look it up and you'll be like women have to put up with this and so the cor- the course teaches you and there are like there are like professional there, there are guys who are like the joe rogans of this and <laughs> they're the ones who give the 800 dollar courses and the goal is like they teach these awkward guys they make them like they they teach them these things that will like make them quote unquote more confident but really they just like teach them how to harass women and it's like they lay out what questions to ask to make someone unable to turn away from you Mm -hmm. so they'll keep asking you different things and it's like they're like harassing you until finally you're like okay fine like i'll give you my fucking number just so you walk away from me and it happens at the Eaton Center. I thought you meant people at the Eaton Center were pulling some sort of scam. No, it okay. happens at the Eaton. I, I said think the Eaton it's Center also happened. It I, happens yeah, all thought... the time. And if you walk through the Eaton Center on like a Friday or a Saturday night, you'll see them. And they usually stand by the H&M by the subway doors. <laughs> and they wait for a girl to walk by. And they'll be like, they'll pretend like you dropped something. Or they'll be like, can you take your headphones off? And then you'll take them off being like, maybe it's a tourist asking for directions or something. Yeah. And you take them off and then they start asking you question after question where you feel like you can't walk away. I didn't know about this. Oh, Oh, yeah. I also think there might be people at the Eaton Center trying to scam. Well, yeah, that's a whole separate. Yeah, that's a separate course you can take. But if you look up PUAs, it's like a whole thing on the Internet. Hey, are you stairs? Because (laughs) (laughs) Because you take my breath away. Anyways, I did go to Facebook to look at some comments and see what people had experienced regarding pickup lines. Because I really thought that this was a phenomenon that is not real. That it's just something that we talk about. So no, you telling real. me that this is real. Now it's only validating these people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> in the comments, we have Virginia. This segment about pickup lines was one of the funniest and most jovial interactions between the ladies around the table that I can remember in quite a while. And I gotta say, it was so refreshing. I loved it. That was Virginia, the voiceover artist. (laughs) Whoopi's, she's not done. (laughs) Whoopi's funny facial expressions merited an Oscar nod. Sunny seemed to momentarily relieve relief herself (laughs) (laughs) well that's what they wrote a trip back down memory lane as those lines were being read hmm when she got home she might have had a lot of splaining to do (laughs) but joy joy took the cake when she made the joke about pickup lines for people our age baby boomers 
I'm still smiling as I type this, and I owe it all to the ladies of The View. Oh, my God. Thank you for the laughter, ladies. You made my morning and my day. When you all flow together, you do it so well. But Will says, in reply, these pickup lines from strangers lead to rapes, just for your information. Oh my fucking god. In reply to Virginia just living her life. When y'all flow, <laughs> I flow. Happiest day of my life. Will. Will replies. Will replies. Have you been to the Eaton Center on a Friday or Saturday night? Uh, Debbie, back in the day, going back 30 years, I was at a bar, had on a leather miniskirt and a sweater. A guy comes up to me and whisper, leather makes me hot. Oh my God. I leaned in real close oh and whispered back, then don't wear leather. Oh my God. <laughs> I like her like, I was at a bar once. Yeah. It was 30 years ago. That is in line with like what Whoopi said about what to say back when you're uncomfortable with a pickup line. Tell them you have gas. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Will replies to this woman as Will, well. Oh get a, He's to back. Do today. He says, "Those were the days when men can take you women back to their place drunk, and you women wouldn't oh cry rape when he doesn't call you back." Okay, but like, is he? <laughs> what's his stance? Is he being a feminist or raping? is he blaming the them? Yeah, yeah like a what? much different. Yeah. Term. yeah, yeah. Robin. My favorite pickup line came from my friend. He introduced himself and said he'd like to take me to dinner. I said I was seeing someone and he said, I don't think care. He can come too. (laughs) I just want to have dinner with you. I laughed and told him, I don't think he'll go for that. He told me to ask him and let him know. I was so tickled that I told my boyfriend and of course he said no. When my friend came back into town, he called my job and asked if I talked to my boyfriend about the dinner. I told him I did, and he said no, but he was no longer a factor because we broke up. Oh, my God. We went out and have been best friends ever since. Heart emoji. (laughs) I would love to hear both the boyfriend's side of that story and the quote-unquote friend's side of that story (laughs) and the employer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mary, these are great lines for a rom-com. They would make a great script. Never had any directed at me, but that's okay. Oh, Abby. (laughs) Beth. (laughs) Leanne, the funniest one that was used on me was, is your name internet? Because I'm feeling a connection. I laughed, said no, paid for my coffee, and left. (laughs) (laughs) This one's dark. Gwen. How to get rid of a man trying to pick you up? How about he asks you, do you have a man? I had a man. What happened? He's dead. Oh, what happened? I killed him. (laughs) This was at the Eaton Center. (laughs) That happened at the Eaton Center. (laughs) Louise. This is the last one. Louise, when my grandson was six, he told me to take a $5 bill, and if I see a man I liked, drop the bill, pick it up, and ask him if the money is is. When he says no, then say, well, then why don't you let me buy you a cup of coffee with it? 
and we can get to know each other. Lol. <laughs> we are meant to believe that a six-year-old told her that. Okay. Yeah, smooth operator. Nice fanfic. Yeah. So uh, let's wrap this up. Thank you both for being a part of this goodbye Abby moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me. I'm so glad to be with friends. Yeah, in this time, it's a good discussion. It's so sad that this is what we're talking about. Yeah, as always, we encourage reviews on <laughs> Apple. We love your tweets. We love your Instagram messages mm-hmm. at Deja the View Pod. In fact, I'd like to play one right now, a viewer question. Hey, um, quick one. Um, what are you going to do now? Um, Abby has this, obviously now Abby's um, announced that she's leaving the view. Um, the Abby Huntsman like ending credits that you do at the end of the podcast, are you going to change that now? Is it going to be more John McCain is my father or is it going to be a bit of... And now you get a piece of my lasagna um, or something like that from Joy or I don't know, like, um, girls, stop talking um, from Whippy. Have a good one, whatever time it is there. See ya. Take a little time, remember? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think, I mean, Abby quit The View. She didn't quit DJing. <laughs> as far as we know. I mean, I I think she's The letter still... of resignation hasn't hit my mailbox. Right? Right, Abby? Should we try it? Yeah, I think yes. let's okay. go for it. Good. So everyone have a great day and take a little time to enjoy Abby's headband. Hit it, Abby. Oh. Uh, hit it, Abby. Abby, do you hear us? She's not hitting it. Abby, you there? Abby, hit it. Oh, no. This is always such a hard thing to do, Um, and especially this table, because this is a really special table. Um, The most iconic show, I think, on television, and the smartest women that I've ever worked with. But today I'm saying goodbye. This has been a dream come true. This has been an incredible job. And I do love everyone at this table. It's not easy every day to come out here and be so open and honest and talk about the hardest topics of the day. I have so much respect for everyone at this table and for everyone at the show. You can still change your mind. I am leaving. So thankful for all the new friends that I have here, for all the friends I had before and will still have, and for the opportunity because this place has changed my life for the better. Thank you for welcoming me into your homes and for believing in me as well. And um, I just, I'm so thankful for this opportunity and I'm also very excited about the next chapter. So, so thank you to all of you. Thank you for being my guardian angel here. You have been.